podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Travelweight Podcast for Saturday, 29th of August 2020. I'm your host, John Walker, and with me as always is Andy Vaughan. Hello. And God don't know surname. Hello. How you doing? Good. Fine. I'm good. Fine. Okay. I mean, we should be because, like, last week was that. I've not checked. Is that the first time we've got the outsider treble? Oh, uh, the first must time. Be. Well, must be first time in a while. Anyway. Yeah. No, it must be. It must be the first time we've had the the treble outsiders. It absolutely has to be. I'll <laughs> check. Um, but yeah, we'll just fire in because I got really lucky to be fair like I've got good results but it's been really lucky um, my banker was in the Croatian league it was Easter versus Dino Zagreb I went for a goal in the second half Zagreb went down to 10 men on the 68th minute and it was 0-0 until the 89th minute when Zagreb got a penalty <laughs> and stuck it away and got the bet in so I had forgot it was even on because it was Friday night but the banker came in doesn't matter when it happens it only matters that it happens Absolutely. Mine was in Japan, Tokyo versus Shonen. A uh, comfortable 3-0 home win for Tokyo at odds of 1-2. Uh, and mine was John Buck in Korea, who left it late, but they got their goal in the 88th minute. I was taking quite a lot of harassment about this goal on a baseball <laughs> field in Toll Cross from one other member of the podcast that I will remain that will shall remain unnamed, but I don't think it's very hard to guess. Um so yeah, at eighty eighth minute, it, they were battering them. I mean I was I, I it took time to like actually watch some of the game on my phone. It, it was an assault and they eventually got the reward. So they won two one eighty eighth minute goal securing the banker treble. Was that the the Toll Cross South Korean Football League betting syndicate there, Gordo? Yes. Uh, I'm <laughs> trying to shorten that in my head there. <laughs> so, um, so that's that's three weeks in a row now that that banker trebles come in. That is nine for nine. I, I mean, mean, it's finally living up to its, to its name, right? This is what I mean, it's always about. been. It's always been, uh, you know, it's, it's very irregular that we don't get two out of three on that. You know, yeah. It, but three out of three, no mistakes, and decent odds as well. There, like mine was one to two. So you, you know, yeah, these are these are these are not like hugely odds on shots all the time. So good when you combine them because that that was a nice return. Um, the negative side of the podcast would be the the value bets. Um, Wellington Phoenix lost one 0 to Perth Glory. I had a bet of over one point five goals in the second half. So any two goals. There was zero second half goals, but I honestly could not believe this game watching it. There were 37 shots throughout the game. There were 22 in the second half, and there was one on target in the second half. It was unfucking believable I mean, Gary Hooper wasn't playing for Wellington Phoenix, which was a huge issue for them, because they had the majority of the chances, but were playing their striker who's played like 100 minutes all season. Yeah, my value didn't come in either. I took Kawasaki, but this time not as a banker, which is good, um, because they lost 1-0 away at Nagoya. It was always going to happen. It's a hugely competitive league. What Kawasaki have done so far is tremendous, winning 10 games on the trot. Um, So Nagoya are in third place. Very hard game going away there. But they had 15 shots to Nagoya's 6% of the possession. On another day, they win that game. Um, So absolutely no reason to be worried about Kawasaki. Uh, taking a loss. And our podcast massively fluctuated your value pick, didn't it, Gordo? Yeah, so I had taken Grenoble uh, at 
uh, roadie. Um, the odds had dropped from around, I think it was 3 to 1 ish. 3 to 1, yeah, it was three, they, three they, to 1. And they dropped to about 17 to 10. Uh, before kickoff, uh, that may have been our podcast doing doing that. Um, it also might have been because I think they were vastly overpriced when they they were originally announced. They lost one nil, um, relatively late goal, but they were. It's an even game, and uh, you know I'd rather be on the side of an originally a three to one shot than you know uh, taking Rodey who had been relatively poor at home. Um, so, yeah, I, I'd taken quite a lot of high odds picks outside of my uh, banker. So I'm not I'm not disappointed with any of them. Uh, throughout the, 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 I get a good game out of all of them. So, yeah. Uh, my outsider was in the Croatian League as well. It was uh, newly promoted Zubinek playing uh, relegation battles last year, Valsadin. I took the away team, Valsadin, at 9-5, just under 2-1. Um, just because he'd ended the season so well and Zubinek had started... It ended their season so poorly. They won 1-0. It was another late goal. I think it was 85 this time, but I do not care. The outsider came in at 95. Doesn't matter when it happens. It just matters that it happens because I'm going to then tell you a sob story when we get into the midweek picks. <laughs> um, my outsider of the weekend, Colby away at Urawa Red Diamonds, who are so inconsistent and I thought <laughs> should not have been favourites for this game. Uh, so I tipped up Kobe last week, I think at odds of 17 to 10, but they drifted out to 5 to 2 on the morning of the game and went on to win 2 1. So that's a, pr- that's a pretty big outsider coming in for me. Yeah, that was a, it was a great outsider as well. To, to be able to go here, I don't think they've priced this correctly, is a good thing and come out the right side of it. Um, and mine was Gaius. Uh, I can't even remember who the fucking were playing. But what they, they draw. Orgate draw. They'd drawn the last five times they'd played. They've drawn the last couple of games they played. Orgate had been drawing games. Unsurprisingly, it was a draw. Uh, and even better for me, Gaius went down to 10 men, which meant that, like, sort of was just fucking battling <laughs> yeah. in. It's either 1 0 or 0 0, and that's it. And that's what I'd said that, you know, that game is not decided by much. 0 0 draw comfortably in. I didn't even get the notification until it ended because nothing happened. <laughs> I was like, oh, they've won. Um, so yeah, Banker and Outsider Trebles came in. So that was a very good and very profitable um, selections. However, the charity was disappointing on all counts this week. Um, my pick was PSG Bayern Munich, Champions League final. Both teams to score, no draw. So any team to win with both teams to score. I could not believe what I was watching. Um my, my, my mate Quigley was taking the piss at me because I was losing the nut. See how difficult PSG made that game? It is it, Arsenal, see Arsenal v Chelsea and Arsenal v Man City in the semi-final yeah. final FA Cup. That is the blueprint for how you play a team that presses inside your half and if you have pace going in behind. If you've got Mbappe, don't worry about playing short football and see if you're going to. Don't play Ander Herrera, Paradis and a centre-back in your fucking midfield and expect distribution to be even remotely good. Verratti's one of the best passers in the world and he's fucking sat on the bench. It was so fucking... See amount of times the centre-half Alves had the ball and they were on the halfway line and Mbappe's like stood there, you're like, just put that over the top. Yep. Don't even play football. Just be shite. Do what Tierney was doing with Arsenal. Just shell over the top and let Aubameyang and Mbappe run onto it and you'll see credit. It was such a fucking bad game. It was so played into Bayern Munich hands and... I mean, eventually won one 0 but I think there was a lot of people in our Facebook group that had like massive scoring bets on that game. Like, I think Aye, both teams are scoring both halves over <laughs> seven point five. Yeah, it's a lot of that. That was unfortunate. Um, 
my 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 charity pick also lost. It was an away win, Oita versus Kishio Rezal. Uh, this game was nil nil. Uh, and my charity bet was relatively high odds of three to one. Uh, ODD away at Moldy. Uh, Moldy won seventy seventh minute goal and then a super late goal uh, to take it. It was a pretty even game again. Like the possession was yeah. similar, the shots and target were similar. I thought Moldy would probably because they played and ended up, you know, they did well for midweek for John. But um, you know, there's I thought they would be maybe, as John said, resting players or that. But they actually played pretty much their full squad. They won two 0 again, three to one, and you're, there's a goal in it um, up until the ninetieth minute. So content with that, mainly because you guys won's lost, but. <laughs> uh, at the same time, I'm coming back this week with a super strong pick. So I'm I'm looking forward to messaging the boys at the beats in with a big old check. Provided <laughs> you guys are good. And and as you said, God those to the midweek Patreon episode. So the Patreon's still there, six dollars fifty a month. So it's like five quid a month for you. You'll get extra content, extra episodes, there'll be golf, darts, extra football stuff, UFC, everything you can imagine, anything you want, we'll cover it if you're a paying customer. Um, I took Molda in the Champions League away to Selha um, or Slovenia. They were even money and um, that came in. They won 2-1. They were 1-0 down actually at half-time. You were getting them at 12-1. to one on the but I never took that, but I, got, I, took them at, I think I took them at 11-8. to eight. Yeah, um, they were dominant. Like, they were absolutely dominant throughout the whole game. Like it was ne- to me, it was never in doubt. Selha scored for a corner. It was just never in doubt. They were dominating the game. Um, but my sob story that I was talking about was uh, I'd take Pilsen away at Altmar on the same night. They were five to two at the time. They went out to three to one. They were one 0 up, and they conceded a ninety fifth minute penalty, which Altmar then scored. And Altmar went on to actually win the game three one in extra time. So that was gotten, but I did actually have a tenner on it and I did cash out at like 89 minutes because I was like, there's no, nothing to gain here for letting this run. I think I was losing out three quid, Andy. So there was nothing to gain from letting that run. B-E-M-T. <laughs> and God, though, your two picks haven't even played yet. So we can't No, they haven't here. played. Uh, I look forward to rolling in a big pile of cash tonight. Well, to be honest, so, so just to say, because we don't know how it's going to come out, but you've taken Glentorin to take something out of the Motherwell game. Um, yes. And see, to be honest, after what we've seen in our Facebook group last night with Celtic playing yeah. a bigger odds favourite in Ferenc Varos, um, it's just, it, it, I, I just honestly could just see this being an absolute disaster for Scottish football. I, it's yeah. seven, se, there's 72 now to get uh, a way or draw. Right, you're fucking it's seven, 72. Uh, so it's even higher now. <laughs> This is a it's a bad bet if you're mother. Like, see if you're see if you're looking at this tonight, right? And you're doing one of those. Oh, I'm going to take all the the home favourites and combine twenty of them to try and get to like fifty to one. Motherwell, the team that are going to let you like one to five is stupid. Like anyone taking Motherwell at one to five, these are fucking head checked. Like, how can you have watched Motherwell recently and go? Oh, I'll put them up against someone like uh, you, anyone. Anyone yeah. like there's yeah. there's five aside teams out there that are better fucking put together than Motherwell at the moment. Uh, anyway, and they yeah. play with eleven people. I know. <laughs> <laughs> um, bye. Just just on a couple of those things. So the Facebook group. If you go to Facebook, search Tramplewet Podcast. It is a private group, but you will be accepted if you are a listener and you're listening to this. Um, it was listener Brian Clark. Had, had pointed out that someone in his work had said that um, Ferret Varnas were on a big win bonus to get through. Um, he pointed out that they hadn't lost away in Europe the previous season. They'd played teams like Espanyol, so they were worth a shout. He'd actually put it in at like 72, but I think when everyone looked at it, they were like, no, no, it's 9 to 9, one. nine to 1 on Bet365 uh, pre-game 
which is what I got on. But I looked at it when it was one all, and when it was one all, they were fourteen to one. Um, so that's just a little taste of what's in the Facebook group. But there's other sports covered. Um, Michael Stokes, brilliant rugby, brilliant like, on his oh. rugby picks, like phenomenal. Like if if you see that, if you go to the Facebook group, you join it. You can search by name of people you want to look at. Michael Stokes, if you're into rugby or you don't know anybody rugby and you want to get involved in a Saturday or Sunday morning accumulator, Michael Stokes is a guy to look at his posts. It's constant archives of like six and seven to one that he's getting coming up. Um, it's a variety of like games to win, points to be scored and points to be handicapped. It's it's great stuff. Um, Ollie Hornby put in a, a tennis double as well at the start of the Cincinnati yeah. Masters. It was... Murray and Ranich to win the first rounds, which they both did 2-0. And um, that was coming about at like 2-1 as well. Um, and Gareth James Walker had Ferenc Varos to score two goals last night. And he also had... Yeah, what Pivetkin, a bet that was. A Pavetkin knockout at like 7-1 or something as well. So I pretty much... I'm convinced time. that he's a time traveller, just to, just to tell you about Gareth, <laughs> right? Based on his bets. Right? And I know, Gareth, you listen to this podcast religiously and we are on you. Like, right, we definitely <laughs> know what you're doing. That fucking almanac will not last long. Um, but no, that's, that's... Beth from Back to the Future. Pretty much. <laughs> um, but no, he's, he's been absolutely tremendous recently, banded big odds things. Even, like, weird ones been, like, clearly understands value in things, been able to yeah. pick up bets that are, like, oh, it's a tenner and 17 to 1, and it's landed comfortably. Like, uh, so well done. Well done to all the guys posting. And, yeah, it's great to see all that. And we always love more... We love more. We love people taking money at the bookies, but we especially love people that take money at the bookies when they're giving us money monthly. Those are our favourite wins to see. So thank you very the, much to all of Martin Erickson. Yeah, so on to this week's picks, and this is this is what people are here for. I'm going for a, a banker, and it's more just in kind of hope, because Stevenage haven't played a lot of competitive football. Um, I don't think they've played competitive football since March. Portsmouth have, even though they were rotten in the run-in towards the playoffs. But it's the English League Cup. You've got Stevenage versus Portsmouth on Saturday at 3pm. I'm going for my usual goal in the second half. Um, any goal in the second half. Is one to four. It happened in all of Portsmouth games when they returned on the running, and it's happened in all Stevenage preseason friendlies. So I'm quite confident that this being a first competitive game for Stevenage, people will tire. It's a cup game, so you get the added bonus of somebody being in the lead means the game's going to have to open up. Um, but one to four seems really good odds. I do not expect that to stay that way. Um, I expect that to really change. But you're still getting on Bet three six five and Skybet right now. So goal in the second half is one to four. And Stevenage versus Portsmouth in the League Cup. Japan, Saturday, 11am in the J-League. We're back, back in Kawasaki Frontale at home to Shimizu S-Pulse. So obviously Kawasaki had 10 consecutive wins um, when lockdown was over. They lost last weekend and they drew midweek, but they were games against strong opposition in such a competitive league. You can't, you can't win every single game. That would be absolutely mental. So this game against 16th place Shimizu is the perfect opportunity for them to bounce back. So despite the last two results that Kawasaki have had, that loss and that uh, that draw, they are still top of the five-game form table. Right. With 10 points from their previous five and just the plethora of goals they have scored while their joint top puts them top of that table. Uh, Shimizu have five points from their last five games. But they have a really bad habit of shipping goals. They've conceded the second most goals in the entire league. 
24 goals conceded. And Kawasaki have scored 36 goals through 13 games this season. So you've got a team that is incredible on the attack against a team that can't defend. Kawasaki are a banker here. The home win is 1-3. to three. That means like well, minus one is going to be like, even money, right? Yeah. yeah so Shibuzu, 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 so the, the teams that Kawasaki played, so they lost to Nagoya Grampus, who, who just don't concede goals. So they have the best def- defensive record in the league, Nagoya Grampus, and Kawasaki lost 1-0. This is a good, so this is a great spot for them to bounce back because their game's all about attack and playing a team like Shimizu that just that just ship goals. It's a, it's a great spot. It's you know because you always ask what will be better, incredible attack or incredible defense. Well, this is incredible attack against terrible defense. <laughs> so so I'm, I'm very very happy. Uh, taking Kawasaki as a banker here, and I think odds of one to three are more than. 50. Yeah, I've I've no idea how that's staying at one to three either. I reckon that will move pretty quickly when when we all start betting on it. Godo, take us to France. Yes, sorry, my connection cut out slightly there. Yes, I am in France for my banker, and I am I am going to take you there. Well, I was planning to take you there by changing my background to the picture yeah. of scenic Boulogne. I'm but, I know what I was trying to, but apparently my internet connection is not stable enough to change my picture in my background, <laughs> according <laughs> to Zoom. Um, so let me just t- talk you through this. So the French leagues have restarted. The Ligue Nationale is on Friday night, and it is my favourite French league by far, because while mental things can happen, a lot of the teams that win are relatively similar like towards the end of the year. The end of the year is horrible because they all start playing each other and start shipping goals and Lepoy and Dunkirk and various different people do horrible things. But at the start of the season, it's fairly consistent, right? Now, Red Star and Boulogne are playing on Friday night and it's at seven o'clock. Boulogne are a very good team. Red Star are not a very good team. Boulogne's last five games since resuming, since lockdown had finished, obviously some of which have been friendlies. They've won four and lost one. The only team they've lost to is... Dunkirk, who are very, very good and will be covered later on in this podcast. However, Red Star. Now, I had a bit of success on Monday that I was very quiet about because I wanted to start my French stuff off and have a look. Red Star were playing against newly promoted Bastia, who hadn't lost any games since they'd came up. They played five games in their friendlies. They'd won all of them. So I took Bastia away at 15-8 to and they won against Red Star 5-3. Red Star got a man sent off. They're not in good shakes. Red Star, since resumption, have played five games. They have lost three, drawn one, and won one. They won against Versailles, who aren't even a team that I would recognise from any French level of competition. Like they must be in the National 2 or lower. Um, they lost to Quivelli Rouen. They drew with Chambly. They lost to Critil, and they lost to Paris FC. I think Boulogne are going to have a race, easy job against them. Um, they're playing at home. Four to seven, you're going to get them at. And I think there's probably going to be a lot of value in backing against Red Star. Um, we did it a couple of years ago. I think it was last season or the season before. They seem to go on a bit of a run either way. It's a bit like Kawasaki in that, you know, they, they couldn't win. Uh, they couldn't lose for a while. Red Star, I think, are going to start the season very, very poorly. You're getting Boulogne at 4-7. to seven. Take them. Get the banker treble up for the fourth week in a row. I, I'm not sure. I, I just don't... No, neither am I, but it, it's a good sales pitch. Yeah, you, God, you've, you've sold me, but then like people were getting people to invest in banks that were about to go bust, so... <laughs> Look, that bank only went bust after I told you about. Um, <laughs> but no, I, I, you know, Boulogne have played some of the same teams that they've played as well, so they, they've played um, 
rule. They've played. They, I mean, losing to Dunkirk is not a problem. Like Dunkirk are fantastic, and they will they will do well in this next league up, and they will be covered later on. The head to heads aren't great. I, I live with you. The head to heads when they've played Red Star have came out on top um, the last couple of times they've played, but. I think Boulogne have got more than enough to see them off, and I expect it will probably be three 0 or three one. So, so is this is this Friday night? Friday night, okay. right? Okay, that that gives me a little more faith that if it does go tits up, I will just be heavily rebacking the Great, double. Thanks, that's, that's, that's 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 good. Thanks for that. Yeah. I'm glad that you uh, you had that on board. You've got that opportunity. I have yeah. the opportunity, so that's okay. Um, we'll go from France to Belgium for my value pick. It's Kerkel Bruges at home to Cotterike. I'm taking the home team at 5-4, to four, so more than evens. Uh, Kerkel Bruges have won the last two games in a row. Um, Cotterike, however, they're, they're very indifferent, um, just avoided relegation. This was the team that Fraser Hornby actually played for last year. Yeah. They're actually missing their centre-forward, Moffey, who was the guy they brought in to replace um, Hornby when they realised the deal wasn't going to be permanent. They, since him joining in January, they've played 20 games and they have not won a game that he's not featured in. So they have drawn a couple, but they've lost the majority of games where he's not featured. So I am going on that. Just the back-to-back wins for Kirk Bruges and the fact that Cotterick are missing their star striker. Um, I just can't see anything other than Kirk Bruges winning. I mean, I think they could win. They win to nil as well. I don't see Cotterick scoring in this game. So they just have to get his a goal. Um, it'd be actually really good if they could get a couple of goals to get David Bates on for his debut. Because he's been on the bench the last couple of weeks, but the games have been so tight. It's not made sense to bring on a centre-half, but... Maybe with a, a couple goal lead, they can stick him on for the last half hour and get as a wee Scots abroad. But Kirko Bruges at home to Cotterike on Saturday, 5-4 to four for the home team. So my value pick couldn't be any more similar to yours, John, apart from the fact it's a couple of teams in Japan. <laughs> so, sa- so Saturday at 11 o'clock in the morning, uh, UK times, Sapporo play Nagoya. I'm going to take Nagoya away from home, who are 5-4. to four. Uh, the same as John's selection. So it was Nagoya who handed Kawasaki their only league defeat this season. They're currently third in the J-League. They're playing a Sapporo team that have been on the wrong end of a couple of serious doings recently. 4-1 against Yokohama midweek, 6-1 against Kawasaki a fortnight ago. They've conceded the most goals in the division at 26 goals conceded through 12 games. Nagoya have the best defensive record in the league, as I mentioned, uh, doing the banker run-through. So, similar to John's pick, if Nagoya get a goal, the game is done. Like, Nagoya can see out games here, and they're playing a team. The thing about Nagoya sometimes is I might be concerned that they don't score enough, but playing against a team that shipped the most goals in the entire division, they'll score enough because they're a quality team. So, 5-4, to four, I think, is a good price here for the best defensive record against a team that just ships goals. And I think it's exactly the same. I think it's another win to nil. Nagoya beat Kawasaki, who then pumped them previous the week previous week before six one. I just yeah. I just don't see how they don't get away with a one 0 win here. Yeah, ex- exactly. That's that, that's exactly thought. Maybe two 0 as you said as well. Um you know and if and if the worst does happen, if Sapporo do manage to score a goal, Nagoya are third place in the league. They can they can overcome that against such a terrible team. But I think winning to nil is most likely exactly yeah. the same as your pick, John. Exactly the same odds at five to four. <laughs> so it's Nagoya Grampus away at Sapporo Saturday at eleven a.m. 
I can't believe I've got the lowest odds value. This doesn't feel right. I feel like I should be taking a minus one or something. So I am also in Japan, but I'm in a league down in the J League 2 for a team that have been doing me very well with my picks recently. It is Kitakushi versus Chiba. It's just 11 o'clock. It's on Saturday morning as well. Kitakushi are on fire. They've won their last six games on the spin. At home, they've won their last five games by 2-1 to one or 2-0. Two so there's only been two results. They've won 2-1 or 2-0. They keep getting it done. And Chiba, the team they're playing against, aren't very good. They're mid-table. They're, they're not phenomenal. So Chiba are in 10th eh, on 19 points. Kitakushi are in 2nd on 31 points. Um, one behind Vivar and Nagasaki, who I have taken as my uh, outsider and we'll get to in a minute. Kitakushi have been amazing. They are the form team in the league. 15 points from the last five games. Chiba have taken nine from the last five. So they're, they're, they're all right. Like they're, 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 they're not terrible. Um, but for a team that has taken their last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games on the spin and have won all of them, I'm very happy taking Kitakushi again. They've even beat teams that were kind of towards them and up in the table. And that's why I got them at a huge price the other day when they played against um, Omiya Ardija uh, and they won 4-1. So Kitakushi, you're getting at 9-10. to 10. I think that's a very, very good value pick. I was expecting them to get them at much lower odds and take them as my banker this week. I thought they'd probably come in at one to two. So the reason, you know the reason they're not the banker, though, right? Yes, Chiba are the best away side in the league. Yep. So <laughs> Chiba are the best away side in the league. However, but they're not this, good. They're not good. They're, yeah, they're, they're, they're like terrible that. away from home. Yeah, just everyone's and the results they've got away from home have been against teams that are at the bottom of the league. So they got to they won two one against Iwata, right? Who are bottom of the league, like stead. Bo- uh, 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 sorry. Yeah, yeah. Let me get to them. Sorry, let's see their name again when you switch out of standings mode it's very annoying to get back um, sorry not Iwata so they did it against Machida um, so they were 2-1 Iwata are okay as well I see I see Kitakushi having a lot more of this game than uh, Chiba do and I see them winning it probably 2-1 the same as they've done the last couple of weeks when they've been playing so 9-10 I like them yeah, that wasn't me saying I didn't like them. I was just explaining why the odds were so good. Yeah. It's just based on a stupid form table. Like you said, they've yeah. they've played three teams that are in the bottom half and have three of the worst home records that they've yeah. put points up away from home. And any team they've played in the top half away from home, they've lost. But yeah. the folk are looking at that and see the top of the away league form table. Fucking yeah. ignore that. They've played shite. They've played absolute dross. Yes, that's, why we're get, that's why we're getting good odds for this. It's fucking, yes. that, that is actually it's good. So I've got them at 9 10. Andy keeps looking up out of this window. Yeah, as well, if, I'm if, very if, if, any, if anyone's wondering on the video what the fuck I'm doing is there's a wasp in my Vlux window that I'm trying to get out. <laughs> I wasps love that room. This is the second one in a row. I know. They just Well, I keep one window open permanently just because, you know, get fresh air, circulate the house. But, uh, yeah, wasps sometimes come in and then they... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Gary can edit that for the for the uh, audio only. Listeners. No, I'd, I'd keep that in. I'd no, keep, keep that, that in. in. That stays yeah. in. So I'm taking us from Japan back to Scotland um, in the Premier League. St Johnston versus St Mun. I am taking the outsider of the away team, St Mun, at nine to four. So more than two to one. This is the, this will be the third time I've picked St Mun. They've won me the previous two. Um, St. Johnson got a red card late on, so they're missing their most experienced midfielder in Liam Craig. They look completely short of confidence, and they've been playing shite. St. Murn have won three of their opening five games, 1-0. St. Johnson have failed to score in four, uh, three of their opening five games. Um, the only time they scored two goals was against Kilmarnock because they had a man sent off. 
St Myrne would have beat Ross County. I'm convinced of it. 1-0 had they not went down to 10 men. Um, I'm absolutely convinced St Myrne would have went on and won that game. Jim Goodwin, I, I honestly think Jim Goodwin is going to be a fucking amazing manager. He needs to get, once he performs with St Myrne and keeps him in a reasonably respectable position, I think he'll get offered a pretty decent job in Scotland or, or in England. I think he'll succeed. See how negative the football is? It's just defending and nicking goals. The team he's built is St Myrne. I said at the start of the season when I first picked him, the back four's captains that have captained previous SPL sides. That's just fucking that. That is it. That is like that should be the base level for everyone. As I've just got four leaders at the back, and I'll nick a goal somewhere. One now. I'd be really. That'd be really difficult for every team to do that. I don't think there's enough previous captains. I don't know, man. Playing. The man gets passed around, man. <laughs> Come on, um, but. St Johnston being favourites in this game makes no sense to me they've been absolute dug shite um, and I think missing Liam they look see the way that Liam Craig reacted and got sent off after the whistle yes just to me a team that was just full of frustration yeah and Callum Davidson's this is his first first job in SPL and he's dealing with players who you every like more experienced managers have been fucked over players who just go he's no going it I'm not doing it anymore I, I think they struggled even under Tommy Wright, to be fair. I think they'll struggle, and I really fancy St. Mum to get a 1-0 win in this game. 9-4, um, to four, more than 2-1. to one. What are you getting for uh, St. Mum 1-0? Is, is it about 5-1 to one or 6-1 to one or something? I wouldn't like... think you get that high odds, because I think St. Mum to win is going to be 1-0. So I, yeah. I think bookies will have priced that accordingly, whereby it'll, it won't... I mean, let me just. I don't I hate. I, it I hate. Does, doesn't matter, John. It was just. It was just. It's because we were discussing it the other day how many times they'd won 1-0. It is the most common scoreline in football fixtures worldwide by quite a considerable margin. Really? Is it? Yes. 1-0. It's the 4-3 uh, is the most consistent um, for baseball games. Uh, um, um, they're 7-1. Oh, nice. To win 1-0. Seven. I think I think I found my... I think I found an Turbo outsider. Because <laughs> like, if St. Mun win, it's 1-0. I'm, yeah. I'm so convinced that's the scoreline. Um, but yeah, I'm just going St. Mun to win, though, just in case. Yeah, yeah. There's a weird 2-1 win, but St. Mun to win, 9-4 away at St. Johnston. Spicy. My outsider, back in Japan, Saturday, 10am, Kobe versus the Yokohama F. Marinos. This game is live on Free Sport, so that's Sky Channel 422 for anyone with Sky, but you can also find it, obviously, on Virgin, on BT Vision. Um, the Free Sports player if you want to stream it on your computer. So lots of good options to watch this game in the UK, and it should be a really good game. So I took Kobe last week as the outsider against the Urawa Red Diamonds, and they won. This week, I will be backing against them and taking last year's champions, Yokohama F. Marinos, a big price of 17-10. to 10. Uh, Yokohama have won their last three games in a row now, scoring 11 goals in that process. They are joint top of their five-game form table with 10 points from their last five matches. Kobe, they've only got five points from their last five, which is uh, 13th in the form table of an 18-team league. Yokohama also have the better of this fixture in recent times. Unbeaten in the last six times the side have played against each other. You've got to go back to 2015 for the last time Kobe beat Yokohama at home in Kobe. So I think there's a lot of good reasons here to pick the Yokohama F Marinos, and the best one of them is the fact that they are priced 17-10 to 10 on Bet365. All over it. That's it. As soon as you bring up your Japanese picks, I'm on it. Um, so let's let's talk about my outsider and let me briefly just change my background to Dunkirk and the beaches of Dunkirk. And <laughs> however, however, 
I am no longer frightened as a as a UK man entering the beaches of Dunkirk because because they have been fantastic and got promoted last week. <laughs> uh, sorry, they got promoted last year. They've moved up from the nationality. They're in League Two now, right? And they had a hugely impressive one 0 win against Toulouse, who were just relegated from League One. They've been fantastic in their off-season. They've beat Boulogne, who we spoke about there. Um, they had some draws with some other teams as well. They're up against a Claremont team that I don't think are very good. Uh, they've drawn with Cayenne. They lost 4-0 to Grenoble. Um, they got a win against Chateau, um, and they lost to Rodet. Their off-season's been pretty poor. However, Dunkirk has been pretty fantastic. Um I'm happy to take them at the spicy, spicy odds of 15 to 8 for my outsider. Um, it's great to have the French football back on and even better for everyone. It's actually on Saturday at the moment. So it's Saturday at 6 o'clock as opposed to Friday night. Um, I don't really know why they've done that because I quite liked having the Nationale and the League 2 running in the same night so I could get my five-team ACA on all of those teams. Um, but yes, um, as I said, we have returned for Patreon listeners or watchers that are looking at this, Gordon, how far down Google image search did you have to scroll to find before finding that picture? Because if you type beaches of Dunkirk in Google, you're not getting that lovely watercolour of what looks no, right, like so a very quaint seaside town. Let, let, me, <laughs> let me explain, right? I am taking the positive side of the beaches of Dunkirk, right? Everyone's seen the film and it's very scary. However... You know, I'm, I am back, yeah. and I'm back. Where with did you find that, though? Because that's got to be on, like, page 12. Um, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. It was it was far down, put it that way. Um, that's it's, a, it. it's, a, it's a beautiful image. It's a great it's a great image, and it'll be a beautiful win when they cruise home. <laughs> uh, I, I probably think it'll actually be 1-2-0. or two nil. Uh, I, I don't see uh, Claremont scoring in this game, but hugely uh, successful for us last season on the podcast. And a great 1-0 win against Toulouse and it wasn't a late goal. They scored early and held it the whole game against a team that were, were giving people good games last year. Toulouse hadn't been fantastic in the off-season, but, you know, getting relegated down a division doesn't mean you lose all their players. They weren't picked apart. They kept most of their squad and they've lost to a team that have came straight up. So big kudos to Dunkirk. I think they'll get the business done again at the, at the weekend. And I think you'll see their odds vastly dropping throughout this yeah. year. Because right. um, they were really good at home. And don't worry if they haven't scored by 90, the 90th minute. They'll get there. Anyway, that's that's all from France. And now we're on to the charity bet, which is sponsored this week by the Dunkirk Tourist Board. So we'll move on to that right now. Um, charity bet, £10 of our own money on a treble. Doesn't come in with transfer money at the end of the year to Beats and Cancer Trust anyway. But if it does come in, we transfer all the proceeds to that charity as and when it comes in. God, though, you've obviously been a roadblock in this, this idea, but we'll, we'll get by. I'm the only guy who's transferred any money this season. <laughs> I'm like the bankroll here. Up your I'm game, going, boys. I'm going to the, the Community Shield, Arsenal versus Liverpool. I'm going over 1.5 goals in the second half at 4-5. to five. Um, I know it's the, the first game of the, the New English season. Hard to judge how everyone will be, fitness levels. Liverpool would kind of um, coasted their way to the end of the season just on the fact that they'd won the league so easily. It happened in a lot of Arsenal's games. This happened in 90% of Arsenal's games since the return. There was two goals in the second half. It only petered out towards the end when Arsenal got a wee bit tighter at the back line. But I really fancy a lot of goals. As a glorified pre-season friendly, I think people will tire. There'll be loads of changes in the second half. It'll open the game up. Over 1.5 goals, second half is 45. Good to point out. That's Saturday at 4.30pm. It's live on BT Sport. Yep. That'll, be a, that'll be a good game to watch. Yeah. 
Um, Battle of the left backs. That's finally going to get to see Andy Robertson versus Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney. Yeah. Who'll go higher in the fantasy football draft this year? Well, I plan to take Andy Robertson round one, irrespective of. Uh, <laughs> so you get if you've got pick one. Yeah, I'll take Andy Robertson. You're going to take Andy Robertson. Absolutely. You're going to go straight past, right? Yeah, That's... I'll go straight past around. I think he'll probably be about thirtieth or fortieth, maybe as the as the pro rankings go. I'll take Andy Robertson. That's bold. It is. He's, he, he, he does me well, and I'd like to have him in my team. So that's it. Incredible. For my charity pick, <laughs> I am in Scotland. Uh, Saturday at 3pm, Kilmarnock uh, versus Dundee United. So I've watched every single minute that Dundee United have played in the Premiership this year. Um, and I've been pleasantly surprised from what I've seen so far. The team look well organised. They look up for the fight, and that's shown by their fifth place in the league. Seven points from five games. They've only scored four goals, but more importantly, they've only conceded four goals and they've never conceded more than one in any game. That's impressive considering they've already had to play Hibs and Celtic as opponents um, for a newly promoted team. That is that is good going. Kilmarnock, joint bottom of the table, only two points from five matches. They've scored five times, but they've conceded nine. So I like the look of Dundee United to get something from this game. I don't think they have enough Firepower with Lauren Shankland out to be backing them for a win, but odds of four to six for draw or away. So that's X2 or Dundee United plus one goal, however you want to, whichever market you what, want to go on there. What's, um, what's, what's Lauren Shankland's situation? Because he's been called up we for don't, a game. We don't know. I mean, he said, he, also, said, he said he's recovering. He said that was a discussion between Dundee United and Scotland is that he will be fit, but. Like he's not him. even been on the bench. Yeah. So like he's, he's been in the stands. I don't understand how he can be called up for Scotland. Surely, like, like if John, I, he might, John, he might be fitting on his way somewhere else. We don't, we don't know. Sound, he was on, um, he was on Go Radio last night. He didn't sound like that at all. He sounded like someone who is genuinely out injured and wants to get fit and play in the Premier League because he was talking about scoring goals in the Premiership. So I don't think he is going anywhere. <laughs> well, we don't. He, he, he was, he was a late withdrawal from our first game of the season. Yeah. Um, uh, after an injury in training, and he's he's been at all the games. It's not like he's been MIA. Yeah. He's been at all the games in the stands uh, with the rest of the players watching watching the games, um, and it'll be it'll be great for Dundee United when he comes back. But they've been playing reasonably well without him. Uh, but just in in my opinion, Nicky Clark either up front on his own or with a guy like Lewis Apery, while they can score goals, it's it's not enough to be backing them for the straight up win here. Yeah, um, they're a I, I, smidge toothless at that at that point. Like just just at the at the other end, um, but that they, doesn't they mean could easily, they could easily score against Kilmarnock. Yeah, right. Kilmarnock aren't great, but I think the odds of four to six on the double chance is a much better play than the away win here. Yeah, so, so absolutely. That, that's what I'll, that's what I'll go- take for the charity. I'm going to make one prediction: is it will be a fucking rotten game to watch. Oh yeah, almost there, almost there. <laughs> The worst game I've ever been to in my life was Kilmarnock versus Dundee United at Rugby Park, I think Christmas 2000. There was there was one shot on target in the whole game and it happened after 85 minutes <laughs> and it was a through ball that went through the goalie. It was just like, the goalie picked it up like off the ground. You know, if, if, he hadn't, if he hadn't been there, it would have gone in. And that was the only thing that happened. The ref blew the whistle before 90 minutes. Aye. It, was like eight, it was like 89 minutes 
57 seconds like, like let's just everyone go home this is, this yeah. is shit we'll try this again some you know how, you know how um, Andy like seeing UFC see if two fighters are like maybe like one guy's just leaning on somebody against the cage and they're not actually trying to manipulate a wrestling move or not trying to manipulate what they're doing yeah, yeah. The, the refs split them up and are like I, you need to fucking do something see if there wasn't a shot on target for an hour the refs should just give a penalty to somebody and go no guys yeah. <laughs> this, this, there's, there's people paying money here this is unacceptable I'm giving you a penalty and then we'll kick off again for there. Yeah. I, I'm up for that. I like more, the ref having more. Like, I went, went and watched a Scotland-USA game uh, at Hamden a couple of years ago uh, that was nil-nil. And oh, was I was at that game. Genuinely I think I've got the, dreadful. I think I've got the, scar, the, the memory to scarf from that game somewhere in there. Yeah, I can see the USA at the end. But uh, yeah, yeah. dreadful. Yeah, I'd, I'd have happily taken that. Or, like, at half-time, been like, right, three, like, just start doing weird shit to the players. Like, three of your players are playing with one eye. Right. <laughs> see what that does or like just keep the same the same as like what baseball's done this year is after uh, nine innings they'll just put a uh, if, they've, if they're tied they'll just put a runner on second base be like fucking have fun like go out there see what happens with that you know maybe it'll be more interesting at the end of it um, but yeah so I, yeah. I I like that prediction Andy I, uh, yeah Kamarnik aren't up to much 46 seems a lot for like double it, chance bro. I am taking this to Japan and the J-League 2, and I'd probably say my best pick of the week, and that's why it's going in the charity, it is Vivar and Nagasaki versus Omiya Ardija. Top of the league, Vivar and Nagasaki are in uh, pole position in 32 points. Just underneath them is my other pick, Kitakushi, on 31 points. Omiya Ardija aren't terrible. They're, they're ninth place. They've got 20 points. They are you know not, not far away from being second or third. Um, there's only a couple of points up to there. Vivar and Nagasaki are the best team in this league. Um, they are truly excellent at home. If you have a look at their home record, since resumption, they have conceded two goals. They have played six games and they have won uh, all but one of them. One was a nil-nil draw. They're a really good team. They're resolute in defence at home and seem to be doing very well. Omiya are very poor away from home. They lost to Ahime, they lost to Renfro uh, Yamaguchi, they uh, drew with Ibrex Nigata, uh, they won against Kanzazawa and they lost to Kofu. They're very poor away from home. If you look at the standings and you look at the form table overall, Vivar and Nagasaki are sixth with nine points from their last five games. Omiya are bottom, rock bottom, with two points from their last five, conceding uh, ten goals, scoring five. I think this is a really good pick. Vivar and Nagasaki have been excellent in this uh, in this league so far their logo is an amazing fish which is also uh, a fun fact in there as well it's just great when the Japanese teams have just got like slightly mental logos and their mascot is also a giant fish as well um, the, I'm very confident taking them at home here, they had a good win away from home uh, last week as well against Mito um, I've lost the last three games in the spin I think this is a good pick and you're getting them at the very tasty odds for the charity bet of 11-8 to eight. Or 13 to 10, you can actually get them in William Hill as well. So shop around for that. I'm happy with this pick. This could have easily been my outsider, but I thought, put it in charity, let's get a big win across the pond, the boys. I am a big fan of this, Gordo. Good to hear. I'm good to hear you didn't pull out some fact that I hadn't got part of it. Actually, Omi, I've been... Yeah, 10 of the squad. I'll, I'll, I'll pull out the fact that actually 11 to 8 is better than 13 to 10. Okay. Nice. <laughs> You're much better maths than I am. It's, 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 at no point was I saying, I'm just saying shop around for prices because they differ. That's more than uh, more what I was getting at. But you can get them at different odds if you look at different bookies. Um, um, and that, that £10 charity, that will return 72 quid 
on those odds just now. So we'll get that on and hopefully be transferring 72 quid. I'll do it this week because I've had good success with that. So I'll, I'll do it this week, guys. Don't don't worry about it. Um, anything else to say, John? There's a couple of big games. Obviously, the, we've, we've spoken about the uh, the Community Shield but it's the A-League Grand Final, is it not, on Sunday? It is indeed, it is indeed. Um, I was gutted because Western United got knocked out um, thanks to a Jamie McLaren penalty and then a goal on the counter-attack and they won a corner and scored to make it 2-0. Western United were dominating that game and um, it would have been some story because they're just a brand new franchise this is their first season. So for them to even get to the semi-finals is, is pretty amazing. But um, Melbourne City versus Sydney, it's the battle of the two top scorers, which is, makes it really exciting. You've got Jamie McLaren, who's on 23 goals, and Adam Lafrondra is on 21. So both of them, in theory, can get the golden boot as well in the league. I would have previously, if this was a game in March on the current form, I would have put in for a massive scoring game between the two of them. But now it's got to the business end and really tight. There's been a lot of scrappy games, 1-0 and 2-0. So I, I, don't, I don't like a lot of goals, but... I, do, I would like the double of both of them to score, um, Adam LaFrondra and Jamie McLaren for either side. I think that's a really, really good bet. Um, there's another player, is it Raymond or Reese? I don't know. Uh, Grant plays right back uh, for Sydney. He is an absolute animal. He would be on my card list all day, every day. He will be flying into tackles in this game. He's amazing. He's got a fantastic mullet and all. He looks like he was just like found in the Australian desert, like just somewhere between major cities. He's Aye, been, like, just kicking cans about Australia. when he was out. He's Aye. really good at it. It's just fantastic. He's like, like that mullet, like even during COVID, like he, he maintained that mullet. Like he still cut his hair and left that mullet there. Um, but I, I just think the two of them to score and him to get booked, if you can get a request about doing that, if I, I'll tweet Sky and ask for it and get it put up when the, the final is. But yeah. If you're, up, if you're up, you can watch that game at 9.30. On yeah. Sunday morning, UK time. On BT Sport. BT Sport will be a good game. Yeah. Loads of good football on just now. Um, the MLS is back too. You can start. You can watch all the Russian Premier League games in the UK live on the Russian Premier League YouTube channel. Do you know? Do you know? That's maybe, you know, that's maybe something just to get involved in. Yeah. Because um, there's games on all the time. I found that quite interesting, Andy. Um, on Go Radio, they had a Hungarian... Tell me about words here. Why can't I, I'm missing words. I don't even know what your next word could be. Um, it's not as even as if you had a Hungarian, what, Wiesler? Maybe Wiesler, a yeah, my dog. A football correspondent, right? Um, and he was, they were saying to him, um, so are you guys lucky enough to be having this on a TV or is it on one of your networks or on a, on your version of Sky? He's like, oh, no, 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 no. All the European games for all the national, for all the teams are going to get aired on national TV. And I thought, yeah. you're fucking right. And the Celtic game's on a fucking Premier Sports when there's no fans can get in. And BBC or that, I haven't fucking spent any money getting in. It'll be the same night, right? Aberdeen games on Premier Sport, I think. And it's like, I this is this is why we're fucking an absolute shambles of a nation as we don't fucking promote our sport on a channel that everyone can afford. I know. I am um, the the only other thing I'd mention for this week is obviously the Liga An is in its second round as well. Um and there's two interesting games on Saturday. And I think they're both on BT Sport as well. Yeah, so wrong uh, Ren uh, versus Montpellier. Oh. Uh, versus Montpellier Ron have been very very good they are a really good home team uh, Montpellier are very bad away like Montpellier's last three games provide a bit of an insight into how bad they're going to be this season they drew one each with Mets they beat Rode 3-1 and then they drew Bastia who is basically like um, 
someone like Hibs or Dundee United drawn with Alloa in their pre-season. Yeah. Like that's the the first game. Like Bastia came out of the th- fourth division into the third, uh, and they drew two each. Um, last season. They were awful towards the end of the season. Montpellier lost five games in the spin. You're getting uh, you're getting wrong at uh, ten eleven was another pick that I'd looked at. Um, I have never heard it pronounced like that before. See, ever. I looked it up right, and there was two different pronunciations, so you can do wrong or ren, right? I've always and, heard ren, even from French speakers. Yeah, I, so occasionally I'll go into Google and just do the translate for me because I don't want to get into the situation of I can't remember what team I pronounced really incorrectly but I got roasted by someone in the group like actually like that's the incorrect pronunciation of that like with a detailed like watermarked when it was in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> so um, so anyway I'm just going with both pronunciations uh, but yeah I, I think that <laughs> that's another quite good one for the 29th so that is um, Saturday, Saturday and that's at seven, uh, 4 o'clock so a good one to catch um, I would, uh, it's on BT Sport. Yeah. I would just like to go back to my Australian league pick and just point out that when the teams met, when the teams last met, Grant got sent off after 22 minutes. So I'm wow. even happier to back that. Uh, he got Card in the double goal scorer. Yes, the two goal scorers and Grant to be carded. Um, but yeah, well, as, you know, as usual, for, for Patreons, we'll put out a what John calls a cheat sheet. It's essentially all the picks written down in a handy... Uh, A4 format that you can just pull up on your screen uh, rather than having to sit with a notebook or remember, try and remember what we said. Uh, and that gets posted uh, before all the games kick off on a Friday. So go on to patreon.com, Trampled Bet, $6.50 tier. It's called the Trampled Bet Club. Be a member of the club and um, you have access to all that good stuff in addition to the weekly football show that we do for free. Yep. And as I've said before, Facebook group, search Trampa Bet Podcast, loads of great stuff on there. And that was the podcast. Have a good weekend. Happy hunting. Bye. Sports Social Podcast Network.